Tonight on Sidetracked, we do the news, interview a college kid, and I'm back in studio with a rant. Stay with us. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. And we're back again. I don't know about the again part. This is the Holy first time I have sat in this chair in, what, six weeks? It is a masterpiece. It's wonderful. How how appropriately timed. What a mistake. Who the hell is this guy on the microphone? I'm I'm not sure. There's this weird looking guy across from me. I he looks we've vaguely had weird, familiar. We've had a weird good looking guy sit in the seat across from me for how long now? True, true. Good point. Holy cow, it's Posh. I'm here. And I wow. am fired up. It's gonna be wait, a good Wait, did, did somebody say Posh? Yeah, Posh. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Ah, welcome Thank you, back. Mr. Bill Murray. <laughs> Who knew when Bill Murray did that movie, it would be all about you. I bet well, you No, it was fine until Wally Wicker turned off the containment grid. <laughs> oh, you think they had that line in the remake or what? I refuse to see it. I won't. <laughs> I heard it was such a bust of the block off box. Yeah, whatever. That box office. Yeah, you. I can count the number of movies I've seen in theaters in the past fifteen years. On one hand, I can count every movie I've seen in my life in the theaters on two. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Well, that's not expressly true. I have taken the kids to see stuff, but. For me to go see an adult movie or, you know, Tanya and I go to something. Actually, Tanya reminded me yesterday. It's actually, yesterday was one year to the day, the last time the two of us went to a movie in the theaters, The Man from Uncle. I saw, well, took the wife on her fifth anniversary, went and saw Jurassic World. Okay, yep. The last one before that is when I went with you and the kids and mom. Yeah. And we saw Penguins. Yep. Which was freaking awesome. Penguins rule. Yeah, hilarious. That was awesome. Yeah, it felt a little awkward. You know, but yeah, that was well worth yeah. it. But yeah. I think what before that it was Matt. Um, I know I saw RV in the theaters. I saw Ten Things I Hate About You, but that was years ago. Yeah, before we, it made its reemergence out, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is great!" I'm like, "No, this movie's been out for like ten years already. Just get over it." Yeah, now we've been we've been a fair amount with the kids. We just went to Jungle Book here. Then where the wife? Wife and I went and saw Wedding Crashers. Wow, that's going back. Yeah, I mean, actually, I think honestly, this is—it's not that we're that pathetic. We honestly aren't. We do like sitting on the couch, but I think the only two movie dates that Tanya and I have ever had have been The Man from Uncle and um, uh, the Chris Kyle movie, whatever it was titled. American Sniper. American Sniper. Yeah, I have—I didn't go see that one. That was one that intrigued me, but uh, for the price of what it takes to go to the movies nowadays. 
Yeah. Even if you don't get anything to eat or drink, you're still at 20 some dollars. Absolutely. At that point, you can wait six months or whatever till the damn thing comes out on DVD. Buy the DVD. Watch it once. You can pause it. You can fast forward. You can do whatever. If you don't like it, you throw it in the garbage, and it's just like going to the movies. Yeah. And the popcorn costs less, and the soda is not fountain. I go to Red <laughs> Redbox and get it for three bucks, or I don't know. Tanya signed us up for some new thing now. It's an on-demand movie service. Two, three dollars a movie. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you watch movies, Nick. I mean. Um, I, I probably watch more in the theater than I do home movie wise, but I still only see a handful a year. Um, I, I have a lot of friends who are very into the Marvel movies and I enjoy them quite a bit. So I see most of those in theaters. I saw Star Wars. That's about it. See, I never went to see Star Wars, which I'm a Star either. Wars junkie. I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, me and my nerd friends had to go see it in IMAX. I, I wanted to while I was in Ooh. theaters and I, I missed it. I, 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 I will admit I have a soft spot for large-scale action flicks in IMAX. Very you nice. know what? It's an experience. I, I think the it's next a, one it's comes a lot of money, out. but quite frankly, if you want a night out of the house... I don't think I've ever seen an IMAX. For one. less than 20 25 I bucks, what else can you do? other than for school. What's the nearest IMAX? Uh, the one in... Uh, just down at the end of Hall Road there in... Um, Partridge Creek, isn't no, it? No. no the, oh, at yeah, Mound the Road. End of Hall. Yeah, Mound. Um, I'm Radio trying. for three people. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um... Not one of the Imagine theaters, is it? No, they, no. Ha- they have their IMAX lookalikes, which are supposed to be. Pretty I don't know good, if it's been to one AMC yet. or whatever, but I know where you're talking. There, it's Southwest Corner, um, behind, oh, behind this Walmart yep, there. Yep, 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 Uno yep, Pizza yep, 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 yep. I know where you're talking about now. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it's going to sound really gay, but next Star Wars comes out, we got to go do that in IMAX. Uh, I'm in. All three of us. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> yes. I've only got what twenty three others before I catch up to you. And keep on. Keep it clean, please. Uh, oh God! I'm so glad we're a podcast. Nick, it's a small blip up. <laughs> Nick's frantically searching for paper. <laughs> Uh, He's going, you guys just made more work for me again. What the hell? You guys are going to have to help my pay to real peanuts instead of these synthetic ones. That's Pick- Soylent Green. <laughs> I picked him up the circus peanuts from Trasher's Fly. He wasn't happy. <laughs> thought he liked some marshmallow this time. God. Uh, yeah, it's going to be one of them shows, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. We're, we're, we're not even a full beer in yet. We're in no. There. No. Oh boy! Now you just you just destroy the theater of the mind, <laughs> because we said in the <laughs> interview coming up that we haven't told you about yet that we were sober, and now you know that we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Another reason we're a hey, podcast. Hey. Nothing happens in sequential time. Tardis, Tardis drop. Come on, they'll understand what exactly this shows. The time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly timey-wimey stuff. <laughs> I so imagine, I, I know that's not what it's from, but I so imagine Richard Hammond saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see yeah, that. Yeah. No, y- you've never watched Doctor Who yet, have you? No. no. Oh, dude. You're talking to somebody who doesn't watch TV shows, period. Well, you know what? I, 
other than like Star Wars. I was astounded at mom and dad's last night to see that NCIS was still on. I mean, that's how much I don't watch TV. I do like NCIS, not going to lie. Why are we... Anyway. We're going to have to start another show just talking about TV shows, but no. Well, we do call this sidetracked. You've got to watch Doctor Who. It is just awesome. The last recommendation I got for a TV show was several months ago to watch Hell on Wheels, and I haven't started that yet. What's that? Uh, Doctor Who is more important. Post Civil War reconstruction of railroads, um, and it's not. What's it it's, on? It's what? fictional. It's on Netflix. It's okay. a fictional series, but I was told it's, it's on excellent. railroads. It this Loosely. set. It's not. Yeah, it's set design. It's a, it's a drama. Whatever. Think. Uh, you have my attention now. Think. It. From what I am told, I haven't seen any of it yet, so this may be way off base. Um, Sons of Anarchy only 180 years ago, Ooh. or whatever, 150 years okay. ago. I'm game. Yeah, I mean, hell, we watched, sat down and watched basically the entire season of Ice Pilots, Northwest Territories, <laughs> <laughs> the other day. Come on over, everybody. We had my son's birthday on Sunday. Had everybody had business Monday off. meeting. We had our that business didn't, meeting that involved large plastic tractors, <laughs> crayons, and hey, TV. we got we got redline launched out of that. <laughs> yes, we did. That which took fifteen well, minutes, and the other five hours were consuming beer and watching TV <laughs> and playing with toy and playing with toy tractors. <laughs> Which I was just fine with. I left work early just to do it. <laughs> the bitch is, you had to go back to work, and that was even funnier. Half lit, you had to go back to work. <laughs> you missed a pretty decent dinner, too. I was angry. Yeah, that was a good dinner. That was a good dinner. Yeah, you missed out. Man, that was a good day. We need to do more business meetings. Right? Yes, we do. <laughs> anyway... I've got Deadliest Catch now on Netflix, too, I've ordered, so... Uh, I've watched a few episodes of that. Not. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love anything that actually is actually real life. But sidetracked, we're sidetracked, and we're here to talk. Tractor pulling, now we're talking about movies and TV shows. What is happening to this show? What type are, of show is this? We're pop culture relevant. What in the hell are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> how the hell we got? How did we, I'm going to have to listen to this again to figure out how we got to this point in the conversation. I don't know that there's many clues. Once again, we play that timey-wimey thingy-majiggy, and we realize that everything is so out of order. Let's say we're here to actually be involved with it. It would not make sense. Yeah. Yep. Beer. By now, all six of our listeners have left and have gone to behind the holler with Dave Foltz and said, this guy makes more sense. <laughs> oh, you mean Jack Stan. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is... So, sidetrack Armstead and Post. What do we got for the news? News, news. I still need this for my ringtone. Just... Here, you know how to do this stuff. <laughs> and I normally leave my phone on vibrate. I will actually turn the volume ringer on to listen to that. <laughs> right. So news, what do we got here today? I don't have a whole lot. Other than thumb season's done, I think yeah. this is all we're going to hit on it just because we've, you know, first few shows we did, we did a lot of results because we didn't know where we were going with this or what material we would have. And... Uh, we kind of had a rough idea how we were going to do our segments and that, and 
but we've evolved away from doing the results. There's hey, shows that do it, and that's great. You know, they that's their thing. Our thing is alcohol and nonsense, and we do that fairly well. So yeah, I'd rather give you a little bit of commentary on what's what's out there as far as you know who's a champion. Go to the website; you can see it yourself. Yeah, I mean, no real surprises in the points race. Other than the 10 Farm Class, I do want to hit on that. Yeah, that came down to the wire. Came down to the wire. Mike Broll versus Randy Matz and Ken Miller of the Miller Time Pulling Team. And, uh, man, Randy in the seat had a great run. And uh, all Mike had to do was at least, you know, he had to out-pull him. He had to get first to to do anything. To retain his they win, were, there was one point separation. Yeah, he had had to beat him, and uh, they did a three hook pull off, which I don't know exactly what that entailed or how that came about. And Mike was in the pull off, but with the wrong tractor. Yeah. So before the pull off even came about, it really made no change on the point standings. Um, everything was in the books. Yeah, one and two didn't change. I do believe Keesler's got around Chapman's though for number three. Yes, yeah, they and they had. I think they was there was a bit of a gap there that they had to make up, and they did it. Yeah, no, it was a very good class. But uh, Randy Matz, I had a laugh. I walked up to him as soon as you know Mike was done with his pass, and he's going, "Get away from me! Don't jinx me! Don't jinx <laughs> me!" I go, "No, you don't understand." Mike's so far back in the points, and Fred already made his pass. There's not enough people that can weasel in between that will make up that deficit. I go, you've got it. You know, mathematically, it was done right after Mike Broll goofed up. Yeah, he came down after the class was over, and we were into Six Farm, and and asked to see the sheet. I said, no, I I don't have it anymore. You know, kids already had taken it down to the trailer. And he, he says, so it's official now? And I said, yep. And just you, he could just see the stress just melt off of him, you know. So that was cool. They did a lot of hard work wrenching on the Miller Time tractor. We've seen that tractor for years, and they've done a lot with it. Mm-hmm. And it's come a long way, but we really haven't noticed because when that tractor came out, it was one of the top-running tractors right off the get in the days of when 10 Farm just existed in Armada as the 10 Farm Stock Plus. Yeah. And uh, it was a top-running tractor for years there. It was the first one we ever saw that was specifically really built for that type of class in the area. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, when it rolled over into Thumb, it was just a natural progression. Yeah. It rolled into being one of the top five tractors. <clears throat> but they've done a lot of work to keep it there. I yep. guess we really haven't no yeah. Can't say we haven't noticed because we know we talk with them. We know yeah. they put the time and effort in. The performance shows. The performance shows they've been very consistent. Mm-hmm. And I guess what comes with that consistency is the lack of acknowledgement of great progressions of power in that just because oh. we're used to them being right at the top. Yeah, they, yeah, they kind of always been there, so you underestimate it a little. Same with Foro's tractor, you know. It's yeah, it had been a, a tough runner for so long, and it, you don't. There's no visual clues there. Not like Mike Broll's, where the thing is substantially lightened, and there's braided AN fittings and lines all over, and it just there's an aesthetic there. Whereas you know, Foro's tractor and and, and uh, Ken Miller's it's so much more understated. You know, it's a sleep, yeah. sleeper kind of thing. Ken's Painted other nice, than the Miller time on clean. the side, which has been there as long as I remember that tractor. You know, it looks like a stocked Ford ninety six hundred. Yeah, I mean, they did a little, a little polishing and rubbing on the manifold so it looks cleaned up and nice. But I mean, there's no, no. 
there's not an aesthetic behind no it where speed you just looking parts on exactly it. yeah yeah so no congratulations to them and what a shootout that was that was pretty impressive not gonna lie and uh first time the Foro family weren't on top but it was good to see them there at the pole uh to see how the class shook out you know uh Je- jenny uh katie randy and uh well, they Their stepped future away. son-in-law, Zach, was there, you know. Yeah, they were there. Tractor wasn't. Um, they, Clutch they'd issues. Away. They had stepped away for the season, knowing full well, especially the girls, uh, you know, doing busy internships well, all over, heading to Stanford. I mean, just You weren't there. Um, you weren't there um, Saturday at Armada. They took out the clutch. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, the tractor's been right along there with it. Just it wasn't, you know, they knew they weren't going to be at the top right. of the points. And families, you know, life is getting in there. So, but no, uh, Zach was in the seat and the clutch slipped really bad. And they knew their season was done after Saturday and the 12,000 Armada. And it it went home. It, we didn't see it Sunday. So I guess you didn't realize that. Yeah, no, so. I didn't see that. Nope. So that's about it I have for the news. But unfortunately, next segment, we do have somebody. Yeah, for obituaries, we do. Um Really, really sad situation. Well, I couldn't be happier for the guy. I was going to say, is it when you get right down to it? No, no. Because you know what? It, we've all seen grumpy old men before when they talk about Chuck dying or you know any other guy on the show. Yeah, sorry. Yes, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen grumpy old men that's been out for 25 years, <laughs> Chuck the black guy dies and he has a heart attack. We're back to movies. Yeah, I don't know why, but... um. No, what a way to go. Um, lucky bastard died the way I would love to do it. And luckily, it was in a safe manner. Yeah, David Weiss uh, from Bronson, Michigan, pulled a detonator, uh, NTPA four-wheel drive Region 2 truck, uh, passed away uh, this past weekend at a pole, uh, Wolverine State Hook for in Saline, Michigan, um, during the run, unfortunately, down the track. Uh, according to U of M Hospital, massive heart attack, really nothing anyone could have done. Um, they do not feel, I guess, that the him driving the truck in and of itself was a contributory factor. It's just one of those... Fluke. One of those One things. in a million shot. Um, so, sad, sad deal. Uh, Dave Weiss was 65 from Bronson, Michigan, southwest part of the state. Um, he was in contention for the Region 2 uh, championship. They had, after Celine, there was one other hook, I believe it was in Ohio. And his son or his son-in-law pulled it, and yeah. it did make Enderly. Yeah, it's, it's it will be at the Enderly. Pat Pixley took it, uh, uh, I believe it was the next day, actually, uh, ran the truck for the Region 2 title, got it into the pull-off against um, th- four other, three other trucks, excuse me. One of those was Green Hollers Mafia, which uh, uh, broke. Um, they went into that event, I guess, tied for Region 2 points, um, the detonator finished, uh, I believe, second. Grain Hollers was fourth, uh, or third and fourth, whatever it was. There was a one point difference. Grain Hollers gets the championship for Region Two, but um, detonator does get to appear at the Underly. So, kind of a bittersweet thing, but you know, hey, what a way to go! Yeah, yep. they said it wasn't like he went wild down the track, it was just you know, he got to the end of the run, and that, that was it. So, hey. I, I Tom Hartzell. Tom Hartzell said it best. We should all be so lucky to go out doing what we love, and uh, Dave Weiss did. Yep. So uh, condolences to the family. You know, another great puller. So 
Luckily, that's it though this week. Thank God, I, I think want, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let me let me double check my phone, and make sure I didn't, because I'm notorious for screenshotting stuff to remember to do for the show, because I'm too lazy to write it down. And uh, um, yep, that's all I got. Oh, I do have the specs on Krebs Brothers uh, tractors. Cube wise. Ah, I see. Pretty cool. Huge by large. Huge by large. But uh no, that's it. You got no bitch where you want us to cover. AP sidetrackpulling.com. Yes, our email does exist. I know it works, but nobody emails us anything anymore, so fine, whatever. That's fine. Or a message us. Sidetracked with Armstead and Post on Facebook. Yeah. Or get a hold of one of us personally, Andrew Armstead or Charles Post or Nick Meyer. I might be paying attention. You don't know what we just committed you to, do you? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I was talking to messages coming in. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I, I might be paying attention. It's hard to say. At least you heard that part, because otherwise it could have gotten really messy. <laughs> so next segment, I guess I better pull the old phone back out, which sucks, because I don't want to leave that page on Facebook, because it's a really, really, let's see. I know how to do this. If I tag myself in the post. There we go. Oh, boy, okay. we've got a monkey trying to use technology again. No, this is a really, really oh. good one on a 404 John Deere. Lord. Hey, I, I just call it as I read it. One of the 16 millimeter pump. Yeah, huge by large. You know how that happens. All right, birthdays. Actually, we did, we got one for today. Or did we do him last week? Let's claim we didn't, and <laughs> it's Wednesday. We are in studio, so we'll consider No, today. we talked about this one over the phone because we couldn't believe the age. All right. Okay, we did. So, all right. Then we'll treat it as theater. The, back to theater of the mind that we've already busted on you. And no, no, no. We never did say his name, though. Oh, we didn't? Okay. Theater of the mind's long gone. The only delusional people here are us three. Exactly. Good. And Nick's playing Tetris or... Pinterest or whatever he's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he scrambles that way. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I've never seen that type of page on Facebook. <laughs> you got an hour to look. Okay. Tender. Jeff Kiesler, happy birthday to him. 34 years old. And this is one that surprised the hell out of us, because, sorry, Jeff, I thought you were a little older than that. I didn't realize you it's were... because we act like such children. Yeah. No no kidding. I got one other uh, for today, Wednesday, if we're calling it that. Uh, Mantique puller Rick McPherson is 35. Oh, happy birthday to him. I don't have anything. I got one for tomorrow, and I bet you have the same one, too. Oh, I got three for tomorrow. Well, I'll do mine then. Okay. Mr. Denver Getchy. Yep. Turning 61. Happy birthday, Denver. Now starting. Actually, he'll be up here this weekend. Kent City. Oh, okay. For uh, Michigan Truck and Tractor Pullers. Him and I kind of sharing split duties with uh, Michigan Truck and Tractor Pullers this season on the west side. They have some other people, but it sounds like it'll be Denver and I all last year. Oh, I guess I got to. You can do that other one for tomorrow. Okay, won't be the one you're thinking of, but I know what what one we should mention as well uh former 
NTPA super stock puller and potentially soon to be NTPA mini rod puller. Jim Shandorf is 52. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jim. You can do that other one. And a certain brother of yours, Aaron Armstead, is 21. I don't claim him. (laughs) (laughs) 21. He's down in Ohio, Bowling Green. He's going to be cracking his first beer. He's in Armstead just now? Oh, I'm sorry. Your parents listen. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that in a break. (laughs) Oh, next one I have is Saturday. I got one for Friday. Um, Okay. NTPA pro stock puller Ed Eilenfeld Jr. is 62. Happy birthday to Ed. Saturday, Mr. Kelly Baldwin, our famous front end uh, fabricator for Farm All M's or any lightweight front end out there. I believe Kelly's what New York Pennsylvania. or Pennsylvania? Yep. Uh, turning thirty-seven. Happy birthday, Kelly! Sunday. Ooh, we got a couple. I got a couple for Sunday. Couple. Yep. You want to do the first one? Okay. Uh, another NTPA Super Stock driver, Travis Schlebach, is forty-three. Bone Twister. Oh, I love that yeah. tractor. Beautiful. God, I, I the, don't get me wrong. The paint scheme's sexy. I liked but it better I, when it was I on bare metal. Yeah, and that growl—that—that that is the meanest sounding tractor I've ever heard in my life. Sidetrack for a minute. I would love to do a setup like his on a diesel super. Go for the big cubes, triple charger rather than small with quad. Yeah, no kidding. Sunday, I also have Mister Tom Eisenhart turning fifty-seven. Tom, you really don't look your age. I figured no, you were doesn't. 65. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tom, uh, president of the Michigan Truck and Tractor Pulling Association on the West Side of the State, longtime NATPA puller, um, overall pain in the ass, and he'll admit that himself. <laughs> He's a class A asshole, which is why him and I get along. So happy birthday, Tom. I, I mean that in all the true derogatory ways i said it so don't worry <laughs> and then uh next wednesday since we're trying to do the mindy timey thingy whatever you got or you got somebody else for monday through tuesday i do for monday uh next generation super stock puller for mid-south pullers from alabama clay haney is 27 yeah uh, any relation to mr haney off of green acres could be well, if that's the case, he's always got something for sale for you. And also from New York, John Card is 52 on Monday. Oh, uh, Harold's son? No. I'm no, that's sure. Joe is his son. Yeah, Sorry. I'm not sure. What, I don't know if there's a relation there. J- John works with uh, Sassy Engines, I believe. Oh, okay. Wednesday, Mr. Tim Finley, uh, super stock truck puller of the Ford Persuasion. Turning 46. I haven't seen much of him, but they were out due to breakage this season. Yep. So happy birthday to him. Oh, do you see the two guys coming up next Thursday? Well, I got one more for Wednesday. Another TTPA super stock guy, Jim Bailey, is 39. Oh, happy birthday, Jim. Do you know? I don't, I don't have Jim on Facebook. I can't believe that. You see the two guys, though, for next Thursday? Yeah, I got one of them. Oh, you might not have the other one. Oh, no. Both goofballs. Yeah, but no, I don't have the other one. Both goofballs. So with that, birthdays, 
listen back to the ob- end of the obituaries and you know how to get a hold of us because I'm tired of saying it every week and nobody doing it. So screw y'all. I'm not worried about it anymore. Okay, Fair AP enough. at sidetrackpulling.com. <laughs> oh, so that's it for the news, obituaries, birthdays. We're going to take a break. Come back. We've got an interview for you with a special guest from, what, a dry county, he said? Or no, he's not a dry county. He's from a wet county. I don't know. It's He just drinks light beer. That's all we Yeah, know. I know. It's... We should probably dump the interview and say forget it. <sighs> college life poor kid you'll have that on the big jobs and that's out of his mouth (laughs) our timeline screwed up so they already know we've done the interview so whatever (laughs) charles is throwing a fit over here just cringing about the thought but deal with oh i especially loved all the names that got dropped i I, I, I have a feeling by now our, our listeners are used to you know disjointed random you know, things happen. You know what's funny, though, is we get our worst shows we have, you know, as far as us, like last week, we're like, that really just sucks. Sucked. We were rusty. I literally phoned it in. I wasn't rusty. You were rusty. Oh, I've bad. been here every week. <laughs> Wait, Unless I was announcing. You, you hadn't been in the studio in two weeks either. No, only one week. One I, had week. One oh, week I thought off. we had two in a row off. No, I had one week off. I was off because I had a poll in Genesee County. So okay, I thought we had two in nope, a row where we nope. uh, where we did repeats. Nope, only one. Okay. Only one, because I did one before I left for Bowling Green. Then I had the week off. Then I was back in studio again. Okay. This guy, on the other hand, is beyond part time. But anyways, the crappiest shows, as far as we feel, as far as material, everybody's like, "Oh, great job on that show tonight." We're going. That was horseshit. Horrible. That was horseshit. We're never doing that again. I don't even want to listen to it. It was so bad. Let's dump it all. What was it? That one inter- one show we did where we were just you almost called back and told Nick to dump it. They just have throw up a repeat. We ended up being like our most popular oh, that show. Was, yeah, that was oh. one of the early ones. It's one of the early shows where we got extremely hammered, and it was just we walk out here like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> don't play that. <laughs> We need to do that again. <laughs> it's been way too long since I've been hammered trying to edit an episode of <laughs> Oh, yeah. But, yeah, everybody's going, great episode. I'm going, I hope they're just saying that just to try to make us feel better, but we know oh. it's shit. But, anyways, we're going to take a break. We need alcohol. Wait, nope, can't do alcohol. We got an interview. That's going to be dry, and then we're going to go back to doing alcohol. So So with that, we're going to take a break. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions, and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring Sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. All right, and we're back with Sidetracked at Armstead and Posh, and we got a surprise guest caller. I think he survived his brutal attack that was documented on Facebook. 
I mean, the poor guy got attacked by five hungry women, and it sounds like he made it out okay. Mr. Eli Liskey on us with us right now. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you guys? You you made it through your attack okay, right? I'm I, I'm very concerned for your well being. I'm still hey, as as my two favorite modified tractors from Southern Illinois are named, I took a lick and I kept on ticking. So <laughs> I didn't want to hear about it. Oh, to be 20-something in college again. <laughs> money's on the dresser. I'm done with you. <laughs> I just went to, I just went to, I want you to imagine how much fun you think I'm having and, and add that times 10. That's usually how it pretty well is. Wow, that, that sounds like even... a typical well-schooled college lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, as we do always at the end of the segment, Buddy, have uh, your Legends Heroes. I know you've got a few. I know I've talked to you about them before, but uh, we'll talk about that. But big-time announcer, you're going down seeing shows for KTPA, USA, of course, ITPA, your hometown group there, so to speak, where you do quite a bit of announcing yourself. Yeah, I got I, – I, it was uh, – my announcing career is kind of – I won't call it a joke, but it, it, it was kind of just as – it started as a joke or – just kind of like a scratch on the back of my throat that I, I wanted to wanted to try out, and actually worked out pretty pretty well so far. I made a nice little nice little profit out, out of it this summer. Um, it started this two seasons ago. The, the one of my one of one of my two ma- major mentors for announcing uh, Brad McClay. He always did our our home tractor pull in the six or six one eight Motorsports is based out of there at the at Holsauer Automotive there in Nashville, Illinois. They uh, they have a three hook. They, they, they started having tractor pulls in the season there, so they got three hooks over the summer. So then at the last hook there, I asked Brad if, hey, could I go up there and sit with you and announce with you? And here I am. And then I got, and it just so happened that that one of the one of the main wheels like for Gordyville, Joe Hurd, who, who's behind the scenes and runs all the tractors around and, and parks everybody, he was there pulling with a buddy of his tractor. And he asked, man, you sound really good up there. How'd you like to do Gordyville? I'm like, oh, okay. So that's how, that's how, kind of how I got to, you know, I've announced two tractables and I met, found my my way to Gordyville last winter and I met, that's where I met Andrew and whatnot and that's what kind of led me here. And I had, oh, did I have eight? I think I counted eight this year or eight this summer so far. So kind of small, nothing nothing big yet. So hopefully that kind of grows as the seasons go on and so forth. Yeah, that's how I met you is actually uh, Brian Lively had talked to uh, Charles and myself about uh, announcing that uh, combo or not the yeah the combo class the pro farm the fifty nine hundred pound pro farm the V eights the big and small block and the naturally aspirated super stocks and uh, Charles couldn't make it so I ended up down there and you know I announced that class with Jeremy Krieger but I kind of weaseled my way into do the light limits limiteds with you and actually there's been uh, kind of some talks going on about getting back down there and doing the light limiteds again this year. And I don't know if hopefully Charles doesn't come so I can get on the mic with you. How's that? Not going to happen. I'm coming. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll bring him. I'll bring him. Mike. We'll get all three of us yakking about something up up there. But man, like I, yeah, like you said, after we got done there, Andrew, I had a black, I had, there was two big parts of Gordyville that I really enjoyed. When the sled broke, and I got to talk with with Art because Art's my other my other mentor. I've listened to Art, Art Downey is and a te- awesome. We we little little tractor puller, and 
getting just getting the announce with him and talk, and then that little intermission that we had there, that was just, oh, that was, you know, words will never explain how great that was. And, how, and I had multiple people afterwards say, man, you did a good job of stalling time. Like, I wasn't stalling time. I was having a conversation. And then, uh, but but my second favorite part was, man, I, I had, a, I know, I don't know, I loved light limited superstock class. I don't know all the guys personally, but man, I love watching them, and I, I do love, I really enjoyed announcing them there. So that was a good time. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it was kind of a nice little commentary we got going there, and that's actually we talked about that during our announcer week. Was that you know we're no longer just announcers; we're more commentators, similar to you know. Monday night football or whatever that basketball sport has for their big day or, you know. I think you have to almost, you have to put yourself out there and take a little bit of that risk, be predictive somewhat, be analytical, and not just be names, numbers, this guy farms 2,500 acres. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you there. You got to, I, I don't, like, when, you know, uh, how uh, Jason says, you know, you want to let's grow pulling, you know, and and what comes to my first line that comes to mind is, you know, let's make pulling great again. And uh, you know, I just I, I love getting on YouTube, and I love how like how much track pulling is taking over videos now that you know I you can go back and watch, you know, old tractors, you know, you know, even five years ago they still got poles being put on there. And then you know, even you know, you think it's only five years, but heck, there's guys that have already you know, ran out of money and, and, and quit pulling, but you really liked your tractors and so on and so forth. But uh, the, Why the do I have a feeling you're talking about the same puller I'm thinking of? Is I love, I, love the, uh, I love the tractor itself. You know, the, the driver is one thing, but the history of the tractor, that's what means the most. When, when a tractor comes to the track, I want to know what it started life as. You know, did they ever farm with it or whatnot or anything, or did they just, you know, did they buy a rear end and started from scrap, or did, did Grandpa buy it? brand new then they turned it into a puller or something like that so especially in itpa there's a lot of tractors that had you know if the tractor could talk it could tell quite a bit of stories oh absolutely and i think that was half the fun with us uh announcing the light limiteds together is i actually came in with some background on the late limiteds from what i saw up here in michigan armada and uh Actually, this year's kind of spiraled out of control for us for late limited work. Uh, we've covered half the late limited uh, northern tour, uh, Charles and myself, either one or both of us at, at events. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, I know uh, Jason Schultz was talking about talking to uh, um, Clint Tucker about having Charles and I do the late limiteds because... Well, just like you sent me the chat Snapchat the other night of the KTPA poll, and it was a blurry at night picture that you really couldn't make anything out. And he goes, "You don't see many of these farm walls out." And I'm looking, I'm like, "Huh, that's easy. That's Roach. That's Grease Monkey." <laughs> and that's exactly who I texted back to him. I go, "Larry Anderson, Grease Monkey." <laughs> you know, but I, I've gotten to see the guys, and I'm kind of jealous of you because you've gotten to see the KTPA guys. Where it's such a strong class, we've gotten to see Tom Hine, Tommy Hines, and uh, Jamie Barger, and Larry Wright, and Larry Anderson up here, but we haven't gotten to see the Pruitt boys. You know, uh, oh, uh, why am I draw a blank? Oh, Family uh, Cowler, whatever. Um, Mitch Coomer, you think? Uh, Coomer, uh, yeah. Well, not Mitch, but yeah, the Coomer family. There's a bunch of hard chargers down in Kentucky that didn't don't necessarily travel with the, the calendar, but good to get down well we had the opportunity to go see them at tipton indiana here in a week or two but neither of us can, yeah, can get not away a week it. or two Actually, it's this saturday this saturday yeah. where i've got yeah. a wedding <laughs> yeah. 
So if you're listening, Nick Yake, um, be happy I'm coming to announce your bridal party and turning down a lot of money to go announce Late Limiteds, which I love. <laughs> and I'll be at my stinking day job. Banker's hours once again. So ITPA, uh, that's where you've gotten your roots, uh, Southern Illinois. But, I mean, what impressed me is your knowledge of the classes already. Just, you know, you've only, when I met you, yeah, you had just started announcing. I think that time you're only two events in, if memory serves me correct. And yep. uh, what's your background in polling? I mean, just started as a fan or your family involved or what? Yeah, um, it, I guess I guess if we want to start with everything, my dad, my dad pulled you know a super M with Danny with uh, Danny Bartling and all all them guys from Southern Illinois that pull eighty five limited pro, and then he kind of just started off there. Then then uh, another man by the name of Mark Forbeck who is kind of like he's my uncle, but he's not really my he's not blood he's not really a blood relative uncle, but he I always call him like my uncle Mark, and uh, a big thank you to him. I'll, I'll get back to him in a second, but him and my dad used to you know pull antiques together. And you know, he had an Oliver, and my dad had a, had that Super in. They pulled for a while, then then a big class that got started up in the early 2000s, late ni- 1990s was the was the 95 Farm Stock, which which is now the Pro Farm class for Illinois. And uh, so Mark Mark was built or bought a track, I, I can't remember, but the pulling that. Then dad dad was helping him kind of. He was kind of pit crew and whatnot. My, my dad's a good crew chief. He's good at reading track. And was helping him along, but then, then, then my parents had a little bit of family issues there, and my parents ended up getting getting divorced right there. So that kind of put a kibosh to the tractor pulling world. So then we'll fast we'll fast forward through, you know, I growing up, you know, we always went to the county fair, but we never went here and there and everywhere. And I really, honestly, didn't get into tractor pulling back until Mark got back into track. My, my uncle Mark got back into tractor pulling. He bought went in halves with our our local uh, fair commissioner Eric Rolf on the. Uh, the Heartbreaker Two tractor out of Nebraska it was an outlaw tractor, and then he bought it and brought it to Illinois and made it, you know, redid it for, for the eighty-five limited pro stock class. And so Mark was in cahoots with him. So then, that was the end of my, or that was the end of my junior year going into my senior year that summer. So I rode around with so him. I, like I think what, I made every six, hook seven with him. Guys, ago now? You know, because I, I had a decent enough, I had enough, I had a job that I had enough money to, you know, fool around. But then it didn't, it didn't take up the the time for tractor pulling so I could, I could go up the I could go watch hooks and I could go ride in the sleeper and I helped Mark work on the tractor so that's kind of that's kind of where I got my start I just kept following them you know I followed them into my senior year I I I would have had perfect attendance for high school but my senior year I skipped Friday that Friday to go to Gordyville so <laughs> I don't blame you hey, hey that's that's well worth it right there so then but but I was dumb I I left because the big basketball rivalry was that Saturday night, we ended up losing by like thirty. So I'm like, well, I wish I would have just stayed up there. Yeah, no, Gordon Bill's nope. better. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Mark actually let me drive the tractor at the end of, at the end of that year in the uh, in the '95 Limited Pro Stock class, four one class, and uh, I uh, I got it off the line when I went down the track. Then I I, I learned a valuable lesson about lightly tap on the br- step on the brakes don't romp on the brakes and i romped on the brakes and kind of got it kind of got squirrely nothing, nothing happened to me i was fine but then when they loaded up to go to gordyville that winter they shifted down into one of the lower gear the you know like one under or two under to find out that the i cleaned the constant mesh gear off so whoops 
So they went to Gordyville under with wrong gears. So that was kind of my my whoops my whoops there. So ever since then, I, I kind of stayed off the tractor. I don't like I don't mind working and, and helping somebody, but I don't like breaking someone else's stuff. So and I'm sure he told my, I'm sure he told you the age old thing though that it just happened to be you in the seat when it broke. It was going to happen anyway. Yep, 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 yep. I'm sure. Yeah, it sounds like you guys heard that line. I yep. have that line before yep, too. But you so. did it. <laughs> yeah, but we did it. <laughs> but we, we found out that stock two plus two gears do not hold up to an eighty-five limit pro stock class. So if you guys didn't know that, there's a there's a little fun fact for you. Hmm. No, kind of like the same with stock input <laughs> shafts, shafts and eight thousand diesel pro stock. Yeah. <laughs> and bottom bottom trans shafts in a V eight hot rod. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> third gear in any m yeah really we actually had an m take out third gear in our division three class here sunday <laughs> so what's uh so we'll be in gordyville with you but i mean what'd you think of the light limiteds with ktpa i mean you got what probably 19 tractors in the class uh, I pulled up the results here. I, I went to write them down, but they're, they had a beautiful fair. I would say Litchfield, Kentucky had a beautiful fair. They had it's a, it's a dry county into or it's dry town until next year. It'll be wet. I mean, there wasn't a drop of beer anywhere there, and the and the stands were packed. What? I don't know how the state of Kentucky can do stuff like that. If, if that was around us, there wouldn't be anybody there if there wasn't no beer there. So that's violating uh, your human rights. That, I, that's a human rights violation right even, there. Even at 4 H fairs up here, believe me, the beer is flowing. <laughs> they might not have a beer yeah, tent, for, but there's beer. <laughs> <laughs> same for us. Same for us. Dry, dry um, town. What is? It's a town with no water, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a. I think it's just a Kentucky thing. So I don't know. But they had a they had a real great show. I'll have to hand it to the KTBA guys there. They've got they've got some I won't I won't call them weird classes. They just got some you know just like we've got one two wheel drive pickup truck class. Well, they've got three two wheel drive pickup truck classes, and they've got ten to twelve trucks in each class, and they put on a good show. And I was just I was amazed at at you know they had quite a few classes. They had I think they had the whole show there, and in each show each each one of the classes had ten to twelve vehicles in there. I'm like wow, I think I think they. Uh, White Limited Supers had the most. Uh, I think that's the most tractors that they had all all season there. So that was that was cool to see. I showed up there and I I went and go went and talked to Jam, uh, Jamie Barger, and uh, he goes, "Yeah, you're in for a show tonight. We got like 18 or 19 of us here." So I'm like, "Geez," and they they put on a good show. It, it was it was you know typical White Limited Super Stock class. You know, for the ones that did get, get lit, they went 300, you know, 290. For the ones that didn't get lit, they went 230. Or not 230, but, you know, 200 foot, 300 feet, or not 300 feet, but 100 feet, however far they could get dragging before they petered out. So it, it was it was a good class. It was fun to watch. I really enjoyed that class, man. You guys you guys are spoiled with that class. I wish that class would, could invade Illinois. It's somewhat in Missouri and, and Kentucky. It's just I live in the wrong <laughs> wrong side of the wrong side of the state. Yeah, it's taken us so five or six years to get it here in East Michigan. We yeah. finally yeah. got it. Our real exposure has been due to Ed Schubridge with the Light Limited Tour. And uh, him really uh, egging that on, and then uh, him bringing us down to uh, Gordyville specifically, really just to see that class is kind of his mindset. You know, he wanted us to see it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've gotten to meet a lot of really cool pullers from what? Everywhere. Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Michigan. Met some of the Wisconsin boys. I yep. mean, just 
really, really cool crowd, and some of them really know how to drink. I'm not going to name names, but there's some pullers from Kentucky that really do. <laughs> Where else? Yeah, it's it's definitely a definitely a good class, and I was really impressed with their. Uh, they started off with their hot farm class. Hot farm. And, uh, Got me a hot farm. Yeah, the ten thousand, you know, ten thousand pound hot farm, whatever, <laughs> whatever that consists of. And in Kentucky, you never know because their farm stock class consists of like pee pump, water injection, and cut tires. So I don't know what farm <laughs> stock about that. But what are you talking about? We got a super farm that still has dual adapters on the back. <laughs> anything, anything, anything. Pro farm, hot farm, whatever. I just in my mind, I just the, the words cheater stock go right across my. That's yep, what I see yep. in my head. Cheater stock. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. But they had they had about the same. They had about eighteen or seventeen hot farm tractors, and I really liked their color in there. They had a, they had a blueberry. They had a they had a white. Had a, two cases. You know your typical red and green show, but some of the red tractors were painted different colors and whatnot. So they put on a real good show. When Levi Thomas took the win there from Indiana with the wife's competition. It was a, it was a good hook there. It was, it was an interesting track. It was, it was definitely typical Kentucky track. It was, it was a hard biting track, but when you looked at it, it just seemed all sandy and whatnot. But it bit. So. Yeah, we've had the guys from Kentucky see what a Michigan track can do to them, and once again, it's, it was hard on tractors. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I guess that's why I guess that's why Illinois doesn't do light limited super. I don't want to destroy anything. The track our tracks are too good. Yeah, don't oh. don't bring your don't bring your Twinkie rear ends and transmissions up to Michigan. We'll break them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody else says they, says they got some badass tracks. Well, we had a track the other night that was finally put together properly, and we took out what three trucks in a row rear ends. Oh yeah, yeah. But we busted some stuff. Yeah, we Sunday busted we busted a lot stuff of stuff. Bad. Yeah, that, that sucks for this, for this time of year. You know, everybody's. Uh, you know, breakage in the beginning of the year, you know, that just kind of ends the, you know, it's just all well, at well, the end of it, that season. But, you know, breakage at the end of the year is like, oh, crap, we got to get this back together. We're going to stay together for the points. Well, you know what? Every breakage we had this weekend was season ending. Because the season ended. <laughs> oh, you. I, got, I got a funny I got a funny story about that. We had our, our 1,900-pound. I better laugh now. This had better be really funny. <laughs> they had our 1,900-pound our uh mini rods at the, the track at Holsowers at the last installment for uh, the Holsowers pull there. And I cannot remember who it was. I'll just save my life. Ah, dang it. I think it was – not dang it. I can't remember who it was. It's okay. It gets worse might, with it age. Might have been, it might, I think it was Tim Stuckey with, with one of the mistress tractors. But, man, he, hit, he had it set on kill. Like, pegged it at the beginning of the track, rode it all the way down to the track. He took, he took the lead. Until you know somebody else went around him, but but man, he, he just you just hear the motor when it get, got to the end of the track, and be, boom, and season was done. He goes, what? yeah, you definitely had it set on kill. So definitely put a good show on for us. Oh, we had some guys really out for it, but I mean that's kind of par for the course. At the end of the season, I just I have not seen that many trucks break in a row. Last time I saw that, believe that, believe it or not, it was the same class. And it was a sand track. A sand track, that's unusual, just because 
once they get the tires spinning, they just... Croswell. Oh, yeah, Croswell, a couple years ago. It is yeah. literally a sand horse track, and they finally put the water to it, and it just clung together just right. And it was the same exact class. I want to say the same people, too. That Probably. Probably, probably right. <laughs> and it was three in a row that had to get towed off. These, they all drove off because it was rear ends or dri- rear drive shafts. Like, so the front end is our, what we call a pro street uh, four-wheel drive truck, full suspension, um, no open drive line or anything like that. Just massive big blocks, but the biggest horsepower limiter is that full floating suspension in yeah. there and they have to have a foot throttle no hand throttles so it gets bouncing well you you've ridden on a four-wheel or you know a back trail or back road with your truck you know how much fun that is and uh it's a great class to watch but it's it was the same class they were just annihilating parts yeah we've had we've had guys in that class with everything up to a 572 merlin and you can never go wide open with it yeah these I say we we got we don't you know we don't have any sanctioned really diesel sanction sanctioned classes around us too too big of classes that is. But, well, that, the, that's uh, not a diesel county, class. That's a gas class. Oh, the gas class. Oh wow. Yep. Uh, they have a the county north of me is called Clinton County, and uh, the Tuesday before their tractor their tractor pull they always have the truck pull, and that's big dairy country. So then every every kid with daddy's truck comes out there and pulls it at the fair and. That's that's always well worth a good watch there. About the third bounce, they drop a drive shaft, and they got to drive home in four-wheel drive and explain to Dad what, what happened to the truck, and that's always a good time. My favorite still the Chevys that come out and want to act all big and badass but didn't yeah, upgrade yeah. the tie rods. <laughs> <laughs> we had one. Well, where were we at? Down in Chelsea. That has to be one mm. of the most spectacular ones I've seen in a long time. That was good. That was a good one. Because he was actually pulling wheelies, bouncing the truck so hard, pulling wheelies while doing the Duramax at the same time and just came down <laughs> and just annihilated the front end. Actually, it wound up doing him a favor because I think it took out the left side half shaft and so it went straighter after that. Yeah, it did. It did, and he didn't actually take out his tie rod. He had the heavier tie rods on. He never upgraded his center line, or uh, mid shaft for yeah. the steering, and that's what broke was the mid shaft. So, yeah, he was SOL. Luckily, he knew somebody with a trailer at the pole and was able to limp home <laughs> after he wrenched all the whole night before so he'd come out and pull. Oops. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, when, when, when you say, like, wrenching on a truck, that's what, I mean, like, I enjoy watching the trucks, don't get me wrong, but, man, I'd have to, I'd hate to wrench on something like that in a pinch. Because, I mean, the biggest thing with tractors anymore is everybody wants to where the hood gets up out of the way, you know, you don't want the hood in one piece, so it's half the time, you know, it takes longer to put the sheet metal on a tractor, it seems like, than it does to work on it. But man, I can only imagine what it's like working on the working on the trucks with the weight box in the way there, then you got the fenders and look. Yeah, I never understood truck pullers. They're a different breed, anyways. Yes, yes, very true, very true. And then you get into the diesel truck pullers, and they're a whole different breed. Oh, yeah, good. aren't they ever? Some of them only do the repairs by pouring in um, Lucas Oil Transfix. <laughs> <laughs> that does not slip, work. Don't work that for one. shit. Does not work. I think it leaks worse. <laughs> well, we had a we had a, but a guy tried doing that in his two five truck. Oh come on, the thing's only got a two inch hole in it. Why? why? <laughs> <laughs> right? Why is this not working? <laughs> JBL and but no, he goes. Yeah, we literally pulled out about half the clutch discs the hard way when they dropped the pan. And they go, buddy walks up to us after they get done pulling. He goes, I got a right Lucas. We're like, well, you got a white right Lucas. He goes, 
That stop slip stuff doesn't work for shit. <laughs> I'm like, huh? I'm sure they'll uh, give you an extra bottle for that one. <laughs> oh, my bad. Lucas, Lucas Oil Tech Line, how can we help you? What was your application, sir? <laughs> right. Was it four-wheel drive or two-wheel drive? Oh, it was in a, it was in an Allison with a two five Duramax in front of it. Yeah, four wheel yeah. drive. Oh yeah. Go figure an Allison uh, that, that went in limp mode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, we had a six O we had a six O that was doing it too. Yeah, yeah, we did. So well buddy, uh we're gonna wind up our interview with you, but Legends and Heroes, what do you got for us? Legends and Heroes, uh um uh I guess it'll dig back to my farm show. My my first memory of, of the farm show will have to be uh, Argar Fons and the uh, on the legend, the Green Monster, the legend, that and, and the Space Invader, or later on with the Space Invader. He, he's definitely one of my one of the first key tractor pullers that that sticks to my mind. You know, that, that's another itch on the back of my that I like to scratch. It's, I like to ride some kind of turbine modified at least once in my life to say I did. So well, he's when you come my, to my, Michigan, my big heroes. When you come to Michigan, you take the train. Yep. Oh, he'll be on the wrong train. Yeah, he'd have to go up to Grand Rapids to see those. No, he'll be out. You actually won't be going by too far. You'll actually be going within 40 miles of Space Invader. And the Legend. They're both there. And the Legend, yeah. Yeah. If if, if I had an endless amount of money, I'd buy them both. Just just to have them, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe we can pull some strings and maybe get you a tour. Shouldn't be. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, you got so Dave Schneider or Art Arfons, of course, back when it was a Green Monster, but then uh, Dave Schneider with uh, when he had the Legend and uh, Space yep, Invader. Then uh, who else you got for us? Uh, the big thank you to Mark, like, my, like Mark Forbeck, my, my uncle. That's not really my uncle there. If, if it wasn't for him getting into getting into the uh, tractor pulling scene there for the second time, I I, I don't know where I I'd, I'd really end up. Um, so I, I just got a big thank you to him and, and a big thanks to my dad. So you know, if it wasn't for my dad, put up with me, you know, we got that brush puller now. We're looking to build some kind of tractor for whether it's a limited pro stock or light limited super stock or light pro farm or something. I'm in the process of building something. I don't know. I don't know what yet. So I'm, I'm not going to give up the announcing career. That's what I got my, my little sister for. She can drive when I'm announcing. So, wow. That's, that's awful nice here right there. <laughs> my little brother already asked me and i go huh no i'll put a mic i'll wear a headset or put the mic in my fire suit and call it good <laughs> art art downs art downs used to do that when he had his uh well he had a, he had a old he had a big big uh farm stock tractor back in the day and then he had a semi as well and he did that, and he did that with his semi and he'd be like all right here i go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you gotta love Art Downs. You know what? He really. What was cool is when you, with you and I, announcing together, is Art would come up and he was just giving us little critiques. You know, you know, just all right, guys are doing great, but you know, push the sponsors a little more, or do this and that. You know, and it wasn't that he was just trying to be an ass or anything. No, he genuinely just wanted us to do better at it. And I had never met Art before. You know, Thursday night when I came to the poll and I met you and met. Uh, Miles and Jeremy and Art and Art spent a lot of time talking with me and we talked about announcing and it was, you know, what a great guy out there, you know. Geez, name drop a little more, could you? 
<laughs> right? Now you've got Schultz too. Schultz is there. Schultz, I, I didn't know Schultz at that point. Actually, I didn't meet Jason until Bowling Green this year. Um, actually, that was the first time I met Eric Pruitt, the Godfather. Any other names you want me to you know, mention? I mean, I Go saw ahead. Brian Lively. Um, who else? Uh, you claim Kansas have, City. You claim um, Pete. Pete. Uh, I know Pete. Pete. Everybody knows Pete. You claim to you have, know Pete, uh, right? You claim to have cozied up with one of our uh, one of the PRN sponsors. Oh, who was that down there? Oh, he was drunk. He doesn't remember. Which one? That narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about Bowling Green? Yeah. Oh, no, we're talking about Gordyville. Oh, okay. Pete Pesnick, that's why I was drawing a blank. Sorry, Pete. No, Bowling Green, oh, yeah, I called up with Brian Connor and got to meet Brian Deekman. And you want me to drop some more names there? I got to meet Don play- Masterson, <laughs> uh, Dan Walsh. Mr. Engineer's sleeping on the drops because I'd have him hit you right now with the you, you, you. That's all you care about. <laughs> I mean, I, I could keep going. If you would have came down, I got to meet Bob Jostock for the first time, actually, in person, which is pretty bad. So he only lives just down the road. And, you know, who, who else you want me to mention here? I mean, done yet? <laughs> Talked with Larry Richwine. Um, <laughs> You're going to mention that he well, flipped you off. Oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Uncle well, Uncle Larry always flips me off. I got to meet Greg Randall. Have you met Greg Randall, Charles? I have not. I, Eli, I, I, don't, I doubt you've even met him. I saw him on TV. That's about as good as I can <laughs> Talked to him on the phone a handful of times, but... Well, look at you. Yeah, right. Like, that matters. <laughs> You've got a good chance of doing that yourself if you just call the NTPA I know, office. I know a guy that knows him. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now that we all sound really, really pathetic. <laughs> Give him his <laughs> You're going to have to get... There's a show up here. I doubt you listen to him because it's all, it's all um, Detroit area sports, but... Uh, Valenti and Foster show, and uh, Mike Valenti's uh, Italian. Actually, no, he's just full Dago, to be honest with you, because he gets going, but we got Terry Foster, who's been around um, Detroit, been sports Detroit sports for, for 30, 30 years, years yeah. now, and he knows so many people amongst the sports industries, and he's one who's constantly, you know, so-and-so and I were hanging out, and they set off a siren every time Terry name drops. We're going to have to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> See, the, it, well, we, I don't want to totally ape everything because we already ripped off a bunch of stuff from Drew and Mike. Maybe it should be like the uh, hotel din- the bell. The ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I feel like we should just use that in general for a drinking game. Oh, that's that should have been added to the show a long time ago. Which oddly, we are we are dry today. Alcohol totally, I, I yeah. I don't even think we got any in the fridge, really, do we? <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> never he mind. Pulled out the there's, crown there's, apple. There is alcohol. <laughs> are you drinking? I guarantee you, my fridge does. Oh, my, <laughs> my fridge does. The studio doesn't. I guess I should have asked before I came over. If well, do us a favor. There's then. a couple in there. Go to the fridge. Grab a beer and open it into the phone because we haven't even cracked a single beer into the mic yet. <laughs> uh oh, we lost him. He's he's all excited about drinking a beer now. Gotcha. Ooh, it's slushy. Glass bottle, isn't it? Nope, nope. Those cans. I did hear a pop, so 
Slushy. What 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 brand are you drinking though? Before I answer that, what brand should I be drinking? No, We're you got to answer that first. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I'm drinking Bush Light. They can't do better than Pond Water and Murray. <laughs> He's in college, dude. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. Your options in college are Bush Light, Bush Heavy, um, Natty, Keystone, Natty Light, Natty Light, Natty Ice. If you want to get really high, fancy. Milwaukee's best. Ooh. Little, we're talking beast about is beer. Awful. We're talking about little, beer. A little bit of PBR here and there. I couldn't yep, do PBR. That. My two rules were no beast and no Natty Light. Natty Ice ain't bad. I don't think they had, well, I don't think they had Natty Ice back on. Probably not. No. So, Eli, but, sir. Uh, but, go, go ahead. No, you had something to say. Oh, I said, well, around here at the bar, yeah, I can't even get, I mean, there's like one bar I can get Bush Light at, or anywhere else I got to drink some either Bud Light or if I'm feeling fancy, Michelob or something stupid. What is with a light beer? I, I, I don't. Don't I, worry. That or, He's gonna he's learn in dad. Mason. <sighs> you guys probably don't know what stag is. Stag? Oh, you might. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know what stag is. Yeah. Well, it depends. I I know what it means to me. A golden can. A oh, golden bullet. No. no. You've never had it. No. You're not missing much. No, this, <laughs> this, the stag I know of is George T. Stag, and it's an extremely expensive bourbon from uh, yeah, Buffalo we're Trace. We're talking to a college kid again. Come on. Well, I can't afford that. <laughs> hey, believe me, I was in college, too, and that was when I started going to Louisville for Farm Show, and I found a way to afford it. I can make that much money in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> his his night, nightly thrills, he'll, fi- he'll drive over the... Uh, Jack Daniels buried and just try to get a sniff as he goes by. I mean, come on, he's on a budget. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, we were we're getting way sidetracked now, but I had, the, sidetrack. I had the advantage of going to college in Michigan where if you were up early enough the morning after frat parties, you could pay for your alcohol tab every single week by just taking all the empties back because there's a 10 cent deposit you know, on the, the cans. That's the best thing about throwing your own party here at your own place. I, I had one kid, he left me like six can- or six bottles in the, in the fridge the other night. Like, I, I saw him uh, yesterday in class, I go, hey, you're welcome back over anytime. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're we're gonna have to get you drinking Budweiser, man. Get you something with some flavor. Oh, but uh, I live down here, and I, I live right by, it and I don't even like it. What is wrong with you? Well, all right, then at least uh, I, I enjoy the next day. I don't enjoy laying around wishing wishing my life would end away. <laughs> Then you're doing it wrong. That's all. I, I mean, what the hell are you talking about? I'm confused. I don't get it. I think he's talking about a hangover. What in the hell are you yeah. talking about? At least we could step you up to, like, you know, all right, if you can't do that, maybe you know, some yellow bellies or something. Yellow bellies. Uh, I was thinking even Shinerbach. Yeah, Shiner's not bad. Have you ever had Shinerbach yet? No, I haven't. Oh, I, I know what we're going to dive into first. We're gonna get you on some Shiner Bach. I'm kind of scared. I'm scared. I'm not scared for the pole. I'm scared for the after pole. <laughs> <laughs> I already told you, Michigan, Michigan State, ten minutes away in East Lansing. It's gonna be a party night if uh, if State hey, wins, which I, they should. Hey, should I go get an Oklahoma, or should I go get a uh, Ohio shirt for this 
You can't stay in the camper now. Well, yeah, yeah. not a problem. We can put you sell insurance still, right, Charles? Uh, yeah. Cool. We're taking out a policy on a contractor that we're bringing in. Okay. Two million dollar policy. All right. Yeah, because you're gonna get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or just hide behind I'm Craig kidding, and Kenny I'm Krebs kidding. the whole weekend. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> if you hide behind Kenny and Craig, I don't think anybody would mess with you. Especially Craig. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's nice as can be, but he's intimidating looking. Oh, yeah. Craig is, they've got some, I'm not a John Deere guy. Everybody on the show knows this. I would buy both of Krebs, John Deere's, the G and the oh, 70, yeah. and park them in my front, in my living room at my house and just stare at them. These tractors they're are gorgeous. done up so nice. And the two guys, could, they're awesome people. Oh, yeah. Nicer. But the first time you see Kenny, he's bald. He's six Craig four, Or Craig, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Six Craig. four, bald. He looks like a linebacker. Yeah, just he's not fat. He's just a he's solid. Built, he's he's huge. solid built guy. Funnier than hell to joke around with, though, you know. But oh yeah, I think Kenny's always got that pissed off look on his face for some reason. I don't know why. Kenny's got the resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that with the utmost love, love, crab brothers. I hope you aren't listening to that episode, but you know, but no, two of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And I mean, even their unstyled A is beautiful. Yeah. But oh yeah, no, those are. We'll we'll just they're from uh, down in Ohio, so we'll just stick you behind them, and you should be safe if you want to wear Ohio State gear. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm jokes jokes aside. I'm no Ohio fan. I can't. I can't stand to be in the same room as half some people when they start talking about how great they are. But the Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't even get me started. We'll, we'll talk about that when I when I get up there. But <laughs> I got a I got a I got a story about that one. Don't worry. We'll pick you up. A, I'll pick you up a hoodie for uh, Michigan State hoodie and hat, and that way you can look all cool and fit in, and maybe pick up some women. How's that? Sounds good. Sounds good. I don't think my girlfriend would like that, but sounds good. Well, we'll just. Have her skip that part of the episode, you know, we're winding down. Hey, honey, can you get me a soda or something real quick, you know? <laughs> Could do better than that. Get an NATPA one. Yeah, get him some NATPA gear. Hell, he's not too far from the Princeton pole. No, no, real close, actually. The Princeton, Indiana uh, pole. That's right down your ballpark. Oh, I got, I got, we we usually, well, last year we had, we got three. I got three close to me. Last year, last year we had Troy. We lost, they, they lost Troy to Outlaws, Troy, Missouri, that is. Then uh, Salem, Salem's a Grand National Hook, Illinois. Then uh, um, over in uh, Pop Town, I guess that'd be the next closest one. We're talking, uh, we're talking National Antiques. We're not talking hot stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. Which I forgot, yeah, you're right down in that Missouri area, so yeah, you probably could pick up some of the Missouri poles down there. Springfield. Yeah, so. Yeah. All right, buddy, with that, we're going to let you back to your beer and the extensive studying I know you're doing for tomorrow's exams and all that, you know, being a proper a college field student. <laughs> field trip. See, listen to this guy. Field trip. I didn't do field trips when I was in college. No, no. He went to the wrong college. <laughs> I guess. Story wrong of my life. Murray State University. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, thank you, Eli, for coming on with us. We will see you uh, end October. So uh, looking forward to it, buddy, and uh, we'll talk with you later.
All right. Thanks. Take care, guys. Have a good rest there. Have a good end of the season. Thank you. Thanks. You too. Well, poor guy's going to get such an education up here. Holy Christ. <laughs> poor bastard. Hey, you're going to be out of state. Me? Yeah. You're down in Georgia. Oh, that's right. That is that weekend. Yeah, I'm not even here. See, I got to do this single-handedly now. Actually, I won't still be that far away by then. I'll, I'll come I'll be a bad in, influence if you need me to. We'll be in uh, Tennessee, actually, by then. Yeah, he'll probably be crossing paths with him on his way home. No, he's nah. gonna go right down sixty nine. Yeah, probably. I'll be on. I'll be on the other end of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we're gonna take a break. I know Charles has a rant in store today. Yep. I think you need this. Oh yeah, the rant is back. Season's over. Rant is back. Ooh, I, I'm sure I'll have something to contribute. So with that, we're gonna take a break. I need nicotine. We need alcohol. It's a bad situation. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos. Your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper? Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind? Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied. Not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. Welcome back to Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh. I hope you're dumping that down the sink. I'm dumping it down my throat. Flint water is more trustworthy. Well, I left the rolling rock for you. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. I'm going dry this round. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, a couple things we're going to get into here with the remainder of what we've got left of our show. Um, one thing I did want to, I was going to go through this. Uh, we talked about it in show prep and, uh, it was, you know, the road to the Enderly for NTPA. Um, this is actually posted on ntpapoll.com. It's a pretty good article. There's not a whole lot of surprises for it. I don't want to get it necessarily into just reading results, no. um, <laughs> especially because it doesn't include the regional classes. It's only the GN stuff. There's not any terrible surprises in there. Um, Check it out, though. It's a good article. NTPA, I think, is doing a really good job with their uh, website and pushing stories like wow. that. Oh, we got one. Wow. The only one that surprises me, and let me see if you see the same thing that I do, is it's diesel super stock. Yeah. Not that red horse is on the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah, that one That, that one me. jumped right out to me. I mean, light super? Really? Korth, mm. Korth, <clears throat> and Korth. Gunpowder and lead, which is still another. Korth. Korth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing against Marcus Weddleson, but. Actually, I, I do like that tractor. They've, uh, Gottman Toys has that one out now. That's, I think, their, their new one. Uh, and 116th. Open God. Superstock does surprise me a little bit. Yeah, the, the Galats kicked ass. 
Well, not only the glots, but the fact that there's only one Cheez-It in the mix. Yeah. yeah <clears> they <throat> did not. The open super side, the V8s, the, the Cummins 903s didn't do very well this year. Um, the glot team had something for those guys. No, I mean, this is good name to see on there. And I know we said we weren't going to read it off, but uh, good to see Silver Bullet back in the open mix. Yep. Always good to see Lustig's back playing. Um, great to see Dave Whalen in the mix. You know, it got to meet Dave Whalen down in Bowling Green. I've seen him around before, but I actually got to talk to him. And, uh, man, what an all, just a nice, genuinely nice, yeah. nice guy. Very laid back, just the sat end, and talked to them for a while, and it was a good, good conversation. Super Farm at the end of the is going to be four Michigan-tuned tractors, not based here, but four Michigan-tuned tractors versus the Commandeer. Yeah, only one green one in the mix. Ohio tractor. Yeah. yeah. And they have they have awesome tractors. The Commandeer and, and uh, the Bombardier, sweet machines. And actually, uh, Deck Family having to do some wrenching to get back in the game. They do. Busted some stuff up, yep. Yep. Cam gear. Ouch. On Dream On. So, not surprised in pro stock. Not No, at all. but actually that one's not over with. And there's a couple guys on the outside looking in um, that could get into this. So I think they've got, what, one or two hooks left coming at Sandwich, Illinois this weekend. So, there could there's, there's potential for the numbers to change in pro stock. Be nice to see Red Gambler because I mean, otherwise we are looking at a solid John Deere class. Yeah, and uh, Warpath's on the outside looking in too, so we could get yeah. the Massey in there. Yep, I yeah. think they're they're the furthest out. I think it's eleven point <clears throat> eleven points back. They have a no surprises in uh, two wheel drives at all. Three Petros of Theobald. Actually, the surprise to me is probably the interloper, Suff- the the Maryland truck. Yep, Suff- for insanity. Um, it's hard to go up against a team that's got five bolts in the gun. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, I'm not trying to take anything out of them just by saying they're doing it with numbers. No, they can't make the trucks have run. been a threat for the past 20 years. Yeah. And we should point out, uh, you know, they took the Region 2 two-wheel drive type, too. Uh, yep. Vintage Kathy's complaint. Yep. For Randy. But uh, let's see. Do to do. Good, going to be a good lineup in uh, minis. Yes, yes, it will be. God, is that class competitive right now? Absolutely on that and two wheel drive. Two casters, uh, Aveni and Wildcat and Iron Toy. Wildcat Terry Joestock. Yeah, that's very and, surprising. And Bowers, of course. Yeah, not really terribly shocking. No, I, and I'm I'm sorry. It sounds like we're maybe there's some surprise at Terry's in there, but first year, first year with Minnie. Yeah, first year out, and he kind of has flown under the radar with it, so to speak. And we normally really keep did. our pulse on the sport quite heavily, especially our local guys. You know, Terry and Bob have been at events we've announced. They haven't been there pulling personally, but they've been there yeah. spectating, and uh, you know, we grew up watching. Bob pulling and then Terry coming on board. But maybe we shouldn't be too terribly surprised. It was a proven tractor in Europe. It's one of the, one of the old Bobcat chassis that did so well over there. Sassy Hemi with a Jansen top end. It's a proven combo, but you still got to get down the track. Hmm. 
both Joe Stocks and the Modified. Yeah, nothing else. Only class, and maybe I'm missing it. I'm not seeing. Oh, there it is, Super Semi. Well, I don't know if Jacked Up will be in the. I yeah, I don't think Jacked Up's gonna be there. It might be a. Four you never truck. know though. You well, never know. Jack Kilmeyer. I mean, he he is stuck with Jacked Up longer than any of the stuff he's ever built. I remember it wasn't too long ago in the early 2000s when he would cut up a, a modified every year. Yeah. New chassis every single year. He would buy Ken Venny's engines from the, from, from the, he'd, he'd run one year old Venny engines and cut up a chassis and he tried all kinds of neat stuff. Oh yeah. No, I mean, and what's funny is me super semis what they are now. I am not as impressed with them. I'm not impressed with the chopped, lowered look of them. I understand ease, ease of transport, things like that, you know. But it's not, to me, semi-trucks. When I can walk up to a 379 or 389 Peterbilt and my head is only three inches below the top of the cab, it, it doesn't seem right. But it's good to see one old-style one in there, and it's another Michigan boy who's been involved in the class as long as I remember, Mr. Larry Carey yeah. from Morley, Michigan. Dodge fever. So, uh, no, and actually when I went to Ferris State, um, back when my 85 Chevy truck was running, I always two-laned it over once I hit Flint. Or uh, once I got north of Flint, I had two-lane over. And uh, I always took old 131 up instead of US 131 up into, um, into Big Rapids. Big Rapids there. And it really didn't make a difference. I mean, it was literally maybe a mile further to the west, take the actual expressway up. But I was only like two blocks over off old 131. But every time I did, I had to go through Morley. And just south of Morley was Larry Carey's shop. So. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, I, I mean, I've been up close and personal, jacked up and seen it. Uh, it's cool. I got to admit, it's cool. But I think the apogee of the Super Semis was probably 1996 through about 2003. And it hasn't been what it was since. Original Prohibited. Actually, I will say kind of the downfall of that class started with Prohibited, too. When they went to the unibody. Yeah. Yeah. We had the original prohibited running and Lady Butterfly and the Liberty Bell, Liberty and Longhorn Bell. and Stagecoach. Tiger Eyes. Diesel Doctor. Uh, Lindsay's uh, truck. I forget the name of it now. Uh, yeah. It, that was that was a special time in you know, semi pulling. And I don't think we've there we was a show that since. There was a show to them. Yeah. The lights, the flames. J.R. Collins. J.R. Collins lighting up the flames out of the Mac stack every time. Yeah. And listen to that Mac V8 just scream. Yep. <clears throat> no, I agree. It's it's still cool. They're still a 20,000-pound class. I actually think they're down now. They're 18 or 16. They're, that just ruined it. Yep. They're 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 lighter. Uh, they played with a drawbar. They don't pull off the fifth wheel anymore. I don't. That probably took something away, too. Yeah, I always liked that they pulled off the fifth wheel, and uh, they've gotten real fancy and creative with the 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 air rides. And actually, I don't think they use air anymore. I think it's hydraulic. You, know, you push a button, you can watch the rear end change, and they come off the line. Which, if you read the rule book in a very strict and interpretive way, you 
shouldn't be able to do, but they do it. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, they're not semis anymore. They're just glorified heavyweight two-wheel drive trucks with an extra axle. Yeah, still cool, though. There. No. I hope Johanna isn't listening to this because I will get smacked next time I see her. Because <laughs> she was all about the semis. And the Godfather even told me when we were down in Bowling Green, he goes, she won't watch him on TV. She refused to. She only wants to see him in person. And Bowling Green was the first time she got to see him. So Gotcha. You know what? The first time you see him, if you've never seen it before, it's just they don't, your head will explode. I mean, they that much displacement making that kind of power it's it's a show it's, yeah i mean but like when i got into it you know liberty bell that truck was in the opening scene of um smoking the bandit too if you ever saw the movie they had the old circle track semi truck yeah. racing for back in the day and that's what that truck was was an old circle it track was truck. yeah that was a thing you know, for a few years there in the early 80s it, it was i wish Huge. we could see that again because that is that would be awesome you know but you know that was you know there was history to the trucks that came out they weren't some chopped up fabricated thing like they are now and i guess you know everybody knows i'm a purist on stuff you know i don't like component chassis you know yeah they have their place i understand it fine whatever but you know the history behind them it's you know super stock tractors the history behind them old tractors you know i mean but the semis always had it because they were all repurposed from another sport so to speak you know tiger rise he is just he's just an avid semi-truck collector very much so and i i don't know if you ever saw the special on history channel where they actually toured his shop no, and showed his truck i know it exists i'm gonna have to find that it is worth the watch but i mean the mac daddy of them all the v12 detroits that was just gonna say screaming that's oh my god tiger that is eyes sex. with with stagecoach and longhorn those those quad charged v12s were the most demonic thing I have ever heard. I, I saw them live in person several times, mm-hmm. and they will. Those two trucks will always be my favorite super semis. Oh, the sound! Oh, the sound! And I'm not a Mac guy, but JR was right up there with the sound of it with that Mac V8 too. Yeah. Yep. That's you know, true. Buckeye Bulldog. That truck's been around as long as the class has been around. Yep. You know, so. All right, we're done being sidetracked. You've got a rant. I got a rant, but I want to take two minutes, if I might, um, and be self-indulgent for one quick second. Um, I've been away from this show for most of the month of August and actually stepped away from a lot of events because of some health issues, and I want to take a second and uh, just address that. It's easier for me to do it through this medium than any other. Here, I'll, I'll cut it down from two minutes. The guy's batshit crazy. Yeah. End of story. The, the long, the long, long story short. Don't know exactly what's wrong, but it's been good because he's I pregnant. Have, yeah, well, my <laughs> my eventual sister in law insists that that's the problem. But uh, yeah, near as we can tell, you know, probably anxiety slash insomnia related, and the two things contributed to one another made made one hell of a mess for me. My body just said enough's enough. Um, I want to thank these two guys especially for their patience with me going through this and to each and every one of you who's reached out and and checked on me. I'm a patient. Don't kid yourself. (laughs) Uh, 
but thank thank you seriously to, to everybody who's who's reached out and, and just checked on me over the last several weeks and made sure everything's okay. Blood tests find nothing. Had an MRI and an MRA, which I'll get the results from in a couple days. I don't. Yeah, had a brain scan came back negative. Well, the brain's there. I didn't say that it worked, um, but it's there. I'm just still telling you. I how much did he pay you to Photoshop that in, Nick? I know that took some time. You know he didn't, but it didn't look like it was hooked up in the picture I saw. It was there, but <laughs> I don't know. I got they give me this CD with all kinds of fancy pictures. I assume they're me. I don't, I don't know. Could have been a crash test, dummy. I probably was. You're too. You're underqualified for that one, even. Oh, shit, I was hoping to get a job doing those commercials again. You remember those? Oh, I, there was a whole TV show for kids. Yeah, the crash test dummies. <laughs> I remember watching that one time up at my aunt's. Up, in my, well, that's. God, I remember that. That was a good show. Here we go on TV again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is today. I don't know what it is why we're all of a sudden on a TV kick for, let's face it, three guys who are on such a tight schedule. The most I have the TV on is so that way I fall asleep and I, I miss like two far. episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure for most of us, the TV's background noise, none of us actually watch the I, thing. Yeah, uh, I, I turn it on to drown out snuff, stuff snoring before I fall asleep. For me, it's I don't even get it on for that. It's the kids watching Hey Jesse or some crap. Who's Jesse? Oh, it's that's a, the guy who's got his girlfriend on that song. The most saccharine, sweet, puke-inducing bunch of tripe that is aimed right at nine-year-olds, which I have. I thought it was the guy who had the girlfriend on that song whose phone number was 8675309 and... And, and something about uh, the, the, her mom or something? Well, yeah, that Jesse was Stacy's mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy's mom's got it going on. I think we've just cleared up who is searching the MILF porn. <laughs> That's the most... Well, we're <laughs> and if you don't want to... If you really, really just follow me on Facebook, you'll understand. That's nothing. <laughs> Speaking of vomit-inducing, let's switch away from TV and go towards the newspaper. Liberal media! Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't bring politics into it, but this is such horse shit. Yes, it is. You know, and actually, it, it, now, let's let's begin at the beginning. This was posted to PullOff.com by Clark Holtman, who runs a super teaker, light uh, super, with um, ITPA and Illini State. Actually, Illini State, I think, is primarily where he runs. Hey, it's uh, our interview guys, Stomp of Grounds. Yep, sure is. Um, this story ostensibly is about the subculture of rolling coal with diesel trucks and uh it's published in the new york times so of course we've got an editorial slant to begin with um batting that aside you know what's coming if it's from the new york times there should be no surprise um but what was surprising to me uh well not surprising necessarily but indicative of things to me is the author herself um hiroko I, i'm probably butchering her name hiroko tabuchi and actually as far as that goes even also the the photographer david kasnick who's based out of chicago um clearly she sounds like she eats a lot of sushi probably um and that is i'm sorry i'm i'm gonna get a little 
off color on this one because this one just pissed me right off. Yeah, no, it does. It does. But what I want to highlight before we tee off on how dumbass the rolling coal thing is, is I run into this okay in my day job. Not so much away from work because I surround myself with friends who have like interests, right? Um, It must seem extremely strange to an outsider the sort of life that we lead, you and I especially, um, and the things that we're involved in, the things that we do, in the sense that I don't have... A professional badass. (laughs) <laughs> right. I don't, I don't have a nine to five job. I don't come home, flip on Sports Center, spend my Sundays drooling on football, and the biggest excitement of my life is my Thursday golf league. And if that's you, that's great. I there's no, you're a pansy. Get over we're, it. We're on we're on the shoulders of suburbia here. There's there's hundreds of thousands of guys. See, like he's that. gonna call it nice and polite. I'm calling it blunt today because this is just yeah. But we exist in a world that is is so far removed from that. It's so different from from that. Um, As much as we've talked about movies and TVs, let the fact that I haven't been in a movie theater be illustrative of what I'm talking about. Because I'd rather be in a shop somewhere or out at a 300-foot dirt track someplace doing that. Now, you take this author, regardless of what her editors have told her she needs to take as far as an editorial spin on things goes... And she was, I, I did some homework on her, okay? Born in Kobe, Japan. Went to the London School of Economics for college. Went back to Tokyo and was signed on as a New York Times staffer covering business news in, in Japan. And then got promoted to the big show in New York. You take her and drop her in the middle of Illinois at a poll. Of course, it's not going to be covered right But what blows my mind is, in 2013, she was a part of a team from the New York Times that won the Pulitzer Prize for explanatory writing. What's that? She should be able to do enough research instead of this, honestly, piece of, this is what passes for journalism today, I I don't get it. But, you know, consider what else her most recent articles on the New York Times website are covering the the disaster that is Takata with airbags and the VW diesel scandal. So already you're coming in now with, you know, the editorial, we'll bring the editorial slant piece back in. Rolling coal is a automotive subculture in and of itself here in the Midwest. You got low riders in California. Uh, there's the rat rod scene. There's... Uh, whatever the lifted what, trucks slam trucks bro trucks yep. you name it rolling coal is one of them dumb as hell though because you guys aren't doing it as a subculture you're doing it as a way to piss people off and that, this article does highlight that it does mention that and i i will give that the credence it's due however with this Ro- article well, i want to say this right before you tee off because I, I you're you're swinging right now for those of you who don't, which I have a hard time believing you don't understand the rolling coal, but for those of you who are listening, rolling coal is a subculture of the diesel scene, and it is not liked by true diesel fans. No. They hate it. They hate the stigma that goes with it. Yeah, their trucks can do it, but we see it all the time. Guys have trucks up for sale, and the first thing that comes out of the young kid's mouth is, does it roll coal? And that's the end of the story. They won't even try to sell the truck. That's how much they hate that stigma. They don't want to put a vehicle in their hands of somebody who's just going to be out there being an idiot 
wasting number two diesel fuel. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, this this article and pissing does, people off and giving diesel trucks a bad name. Yeah, this purely ar- for their own entertainment. I don't understand how the hell this even comes across. Um, uh, she, her, her two sources are random people at this event in uh, in Illinois, but also police officers, in Colorado of all places, who are doing training on this Probably crap. Stoned. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> the only paragraph that is of any credence or credibility in this whole damn thing is and i'll read it it's short there is in fact disdain among truck pull enthusiasts toward coal rollers whom they view as wannabes selling their sport quote i hate those guys i used to do it smoke out friends but i grew out of it mr johnson said gives diesel a bad name they didn't do any research on why vehicles smoke at an event, a motorsports event, they do highlight in here that the EPA has specifically said and, and that uh, environmental activists have no interest in really going after the motorsports scene, thank God. But with crap like this out there in the newspaper, how damn long before you wind up with a bunch of environmental Nazis showing up at these events? I- I've wondered this. You and I have talked about this. We've wondered the same thing going back 15 years. Yeah. Uh, but this is just, this is the kind of crap that John Q. Sixpack, who I talked about at the beginning of this, who doesn't understand our world, is going to read and go, holy crap, that needs to stop. You know what's funny is the same people who put an editorial slant on that shit are the same ones that are driving around in damn Suburban or Yukon or uh, Denali or whatever and dumping emissions out like crazy, but you yep. can't see it. Yep. Because you know like hell they're not going to give up their Bentley or their Porsche they're not driving around in a goddamn Prius all the time, saving the environment. No, they got money now and they want to flaunt it. Well, sorry, we got more money in our diesel trucks than you have in your damn little Yukon. So shove it. Uh, I'm looking for something. Nick, you got something to say? I can tell. It's that you're you're you look like you're ready to rant. Uh, well, I actually didn't have anything specific in the moment, but uh, yeah, I mean it's. You know, I read the article myself, and and yeah, I mean, it just it showed it just such a lack of understanding about the reason the trucks smoke. You know, the the many many of the high performance vehicles, yeah, you you the majority of diesel pulling trucks belch smoke when they're pulling down the track, but when you see them pull off the track and drive back to the trailer, none. Yeah. They're not tuned to do it. It's not a cool thing. It's just when you push it's those engines necessity. that hard, they no, do it. They're overfueled to keep them cool. Um, you see a lot of the white smoke before it gets hot due to the fact that they're decompressed to handle the boost. It's a byproduct. It's not doing it on purpose. Yeah, where you have the actual quote-unquote coal rollers, and they're, they're modifying their trucks specifically to make them make smoke. And, it's, and within the motorsports industry... There's guys trying to do it clean. Yeah, Derek Rose has been on this show. His drag truck largely don't down the during during spool up. Yes, while he's trying to get the chargers lit. Once he's down the track, it's a pretty clean burn. It's a clean burn. And you got guys like who we're gonna in future episodes, whether it's on sidetrack or redline, probably redline. Guys like Wade Alone, who's working on tunes for semi trucks that are still with all EPA legal EPA legal. All the stuff's still on them. The, we're not stupid in this motorsport. We understand that this is out there, so we're going to try and address it head on and, and handle it the right way with with keeping some of these things on there. But on the other hand, it's a motorsport, and we exist outside street regulations because our trucks don't go on the street. They don't. It, it, 
you guys on the street, though, are really, really given... It's given the legitimate portion of it a really bad name, and you act like an asshole. Um, not to mention, if you're belching black smoke out, you're actually losing horsepower as you're doing it, because you're not developing engine temperatures high enough to utilize the cooling capabilities of the fuel, so you're actually starving your engine to horsepower. Go back, get a damn clean tune, where you'll actually build some power, and then you can come talk to us. But even beyond that... Uh, <laughs> They're, they're the the portion where they talk to police in Colorado. They flat out the cops admit this is the, it's art more than science. They have a smoke machine that burns toweling that they're trying to train these police officers in the opacity of exhaust. Well, that's pretty damn subjective. You get the wrong asshole cop on the right day, he might decide my truck smokes too much. I know mine does, but we know mine's had an overfueling problem, and I've been, you know. I'm dealing with it because I don't like it. I don't know. I just, this whole thing really, it gives our motorsport a bad name. I think it's total bullshit. It was mishandled by the author. And it's I really, liberal media. And I know well, we don't I can't get into Pontiac's politics. I, I can't expect the editorial staff to, to really hammer the point home because they don't know what the hell they're looking at either. And clearly, a photographer that went with this story didn't either because he's highlighting trucks that, like, I believe, at least two of the pictures, one was of a alcohol tractor and another was a gasser truck you don't know what the hell you're looking at <laughs> i did find I, that really I, amazing. I, uh, I i read the article pretty quickly i didn't catch that 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 really tickles yeah. me see i didn't read it i just looked at the pictures and i thought that was really funny <laughs> right but here's here's the thing you know going back to going back to her biography i don't know that i necessarily expected different because she comes from a world that she doesn't understand It'd be like us going to Japan and being trying to cover, you know what, something culturally significant there. You have no that, idea what goes on over there. No, I don't. <laughs> so, no, I don't. Something to do with tentacles. Or, no, I don't. Or I, I don't know. You're absolutely right. I don't know. But, you know, it, it, there is a cultural leap. I watched Tokyo Drift once. Okay. <laughs> That's not fictionalized at all. But you know what I'm saying? To to, to take you mean her... they don't have 65 Mustangs just laying around on army bases over there? That they... <laughs> no. You put an RX motor in it. <laughs> A rotary Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> but even somebody from from New York City who who's lived their entire life here to understand our world out here and what they deem flyover country. Um, at some point shows like this one have a responsibility to educate and rebut stuff like crap like this. I know we're not mainstream media. We aren't going to get, no one's going to hear this, but it starts somewhere and this isn't just flyover Maybe we country. Should email this segment right to her. This isn't just flyover country. She cares. This isn't flyover country. Know, there a is a world. Out. Did you hear the names I dropped earlier? I mean, I know like Ken Vanny and <laughs> all in the same sphere. People she wouldn't know or care about. Ken who? Let me find the Wikipedia for that. But it, it, it deserves rebuttal. And I think it's a I won't say it's a hack job. 
No, it's a hack job. Uh, but it's I, that that was one of the I I could okay. Not well, that's the type. You know, of, actually, right? It's a hack job. It's not a smear job, but it is a hack job. That that's the type of article you put together. You know, Sunday night when it's due Monday morning, and you just throw shit together to make it sound good. I I, I honestly was shocked to see that article was from the New York Times. It, it it I I'm sorry. I felt like it was not only just from a journalistic standpoint terrible, but a disorganized poorly written article start to finish yeah I, this is I, it's like crap. but you know what it what, did what, what sixth it did what they this? wanted it to well they got they a rise got out of us hits on their page yeah yep. on all, their website all those people have been annoyed sometime or another when some dumb kid with their dad's truck smoked them out in an intersection you know no yeah i mean there's there's an anecdote in here about some canadian bicyclists in vermont who got had some asshole Smoke them out and then turn around, and come back and do it. Can you believe it? Oh my God, Buffy! Oh, you the mean hell? some teenage kid? Was well, the Canadian should have apologized for that? riding a cycle, you know, a bicycle down the road. I you mean. know what? It, it, <laughs> going going back to my teenage years, I didn't do this because I didn't have one of these vehicles. But you know, twenty years ago, it wouldn't have been some dipshit rolling coal on you. It would have been some dipshit with glass plaques. Had the glass packs blown your eardrums out. So I mean, has the obnoxiousness of the behavior really changed? No. Yeah, some some teenager with a train horn. Some. Yeah, it would have yeah. been something. It's all the same. It's just teenagers. Ooh, being... look a mud puddle and somebody walking. Exactly. Dumb kids will be dumb kids. But the shit part is, is that that I think there's there's too much free association in the sheeple that exists out there that. You know, this is somehow this this obnoxious jackass behavior is somehow representative of the motorsport in and of itself, and that's clearly not the case. Not a bad rant for your first time back. A little weak though. You could have done better. I'll say something <laughs> up for next week. Look how loud I have to yell. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. <laughs> uh, we'll be real popular on that certain Facebook group that I'm a member of, but don't pay attention to. Who cares? No, I don't. Actually, you know what I do have to say? That group's been a really good one, though, on squashing the people who've been doing that type of behavior. It's not allowed. It's, you know, you yeah, they do a lot of jumping down throats, but that's one thing they're good on is people who post videos of them rolling coal and that they come down hard on them because they know it's making a bad scene for it. And, yeah, the group's name is misleading. No, okay, but like I said, I don't read it anymore. But but you know what? No, they they I I it. That's the one thing I will give that group. They they do do a good job squashing the young punks, so to speak, and put them in their place as far as what is acceptable and what is not. So fair enough. All right, are we that, done? We're done. I feel like we're done. I'm done. My name's Armstead. My name's Posh. My name's Blair. Good night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.